March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the My Bookie Bracket Contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My Bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the ZabeCast, they say that the Lord works in mysterious ways, but this is starting to look mighty suspicious. Lovely Lala says the massage was legit, so I guess that should settle it. Plus, look who is in the van on Sunday morning, Andy and Solly. All that and more today, so put on your big boy pants and stop crying about the refs. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Creighton gets the lead. Time out left if they want to use it. Final few seconds, McLaughlin trailing by one. McLaughlin out to so rims out, and the rebound to Mitchell with 1.5 remaining. There's some time. Cyrus will heave it. Not there. And Creighton survives by one. Off to the round of 32. The Blue Jays punch their ticket. And that was the way the cookie crumbled for the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara, with a chance to stun the Blue Jays of Creighton and a little itsy-bitsy bunny just rattled out. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for all the T's and P's, as they say, thoughts and prayers for my alma mater. Uh, lots of people reaching out going, oh man, heartbreakers, Abe, that was a dagger. I was very disappointed for the lads. But I can't say I was heartbroken because your heart has to be into something for it, in order for it to get broken. 
So I don't want to play this up like, oh man, I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. I was disappointed for them more than anything. Because as I have as I have admitted to you in full confessional, I have not followed my alma mater. Not just this year, but for many years now. They have been an afterthought. So I was not going to be that guy that jumps on at the last minute. But I did enjoy watching them, even though I couldn't fucking see their numbers or their names on the jerseys. I mean, the jerseys, the black jerseys with the royal blue and the gold outline looks great at eye level, looks great in a still photograph like the one I'm looking at right now of All-American Ja'Quarry McLaughlin. It does not look good on television, especially not when you don't know who the fuck anyone is. You couldn't see the numbers and the names. Big fail on the uniforms, but that's the thing about sports. That's both the glory of it and that's the hell of it. Poor Amadou So, S-O-W, just a little bunny in the lane. It's easy. Everyone's like, go up stronger, man. Steve Smith said that in the broadcast. Go up stronger. Dunk that thing. Easy to say after the fact. Little bunny and it rolled around and out. And that is a forever thing. That's what is always, to me, fascinating about sports. When you hit the game-winning shot, when you hit the game-winning home run, when you score the game-winning touchdown in a big game, championship game, every time you see it, it happens. It's good. It, it, it goes in. And yet when you miss, it's an everything, it's an every time thing as well. That's it. It's a forever thing. And I can only think about how cruel it must be to have to live with that for quite some time. Scott Norwood's kick will always go wide right every time. The ball will go through Buckner's legs every time. Bernhard Longer's putt at the Ryder Cup will stay out every time. And like I said, poor Amadou So, that little bunny will spin out every single time. Uh, down 10 in the second half, 18-3 to run, took a 58-52 lead, and yet you just felt like, I felt like, ah, oh God. Christian Bishop for Creighton had a reverse dunk in the lane with a one-point game. And it was like, wow, the ball's on that guy. Well, that ain't nothing. I remember seeing one Cedric Sabalos for Cal State Fullerton, 360 dunk in a game against the Gauchos at home at Fullerton. Of course, Cedric Sabalos would go on to play in the NBA for the Lakers, a bunch of other teams. He won the three-point, or excuse me, he won the slam dunk contest, I believe dunking with his eyes blindfolded. Who knows if he could really see. But he played at little old Cal State Fullerton, which had a gym that, I'm not kidding, was about 3,000 people big. Or, or maybe even less than that. The court at Fullerton had so many fucking lines on it because it was a multi-use gym. It was a high school gym, basically. And I traveled to uh, cover the game. I think as a student reporter, it might have been officially as their play-by-play man at, once I was out of college. And I remember seeing that dunk. I was like, it was in a game, 360. like, what the fuck was that? Balls on that guy. So Christian Bishop... Reverse dunking was nothing. I also think he got the sense that, you know what? I need to spin my body to avoid getting blocked. And, of course, he was a 67% free throw shooter, and he made two to win the game, give him a one-point lead, and then that happened. So there it is. The meeting with Virginia is not happening. It would have been me versus my younger sister, Anne-Marie, or my only sister, 
who happens to be younger. That's not happening. She went to Virginia. I didn't get in there. I was not as smart. Uh, me versus Mr. X being a UVA alum, that's not going to happen. UVA proved, well, you know what? Practice is kind of important. Not saying, I'm not trying to take anything away from the, oh, the Bobcats of Ohio, but that was the reason to fade Virginia to the moon. You could have seen it coming from a mile away. Now on to Loyola of Chicago. Well, 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 put Sister Jean on probation. Launch an investigation. What in the bloody hey who? I know, senior dominated team. They are no fluke. They were what, 22 and 4 this year? But they just took Illinois apart at the seams. It was crazy. Loyola, of course, was the darling in the tournament back in 2018. They were an old school team built on defense, solid fundamentals, and then a 99 year old nun for a mascot named Sister Jean. She is now 101 years young. And of course, fully vaccinated, she lobbied school officials to let her go to the games and be there in person as the good luck charm. But of course, she still wore a fucking mask. That's right. Here's a woman who has clearly got has won the genetic lottery. You don't make it to 101 being frail. I would say that while I'm sure COVID has killed some 100-year-olds, it's killed a lot more 80-year-olds because that's the median age. Once you get to 80 and if you don't have the genetic juju, you're you probably you're, you could be in trouble. Even still, if I were to quiz you on what percentage of COVID patients 80 years old die, it's 5%, believe it or not. That's an incredibly no, low number. Oh, hold that thought. That, that stat might not be right. I got to check that. I gotta, I'll check the stat. I remember looking at the age distribution, uh, and I was like, well, that's interesting. It's not as high as I would have thought it would be, although the median age is 80. But I, but I, th- I think, well, either way, look, she's 101. She's been fully vaccinated. The fucking mask. She doesn't need a fucking mask. She should say, hey, I've been vaccinated and I'm 101. Uh, you know, what am I doing here? Ooh, doesn't hurt though. I can't, all the masks in the tournament with the coaches, it is such a fucking farce. And it drives me nuts because a lot of people say, well, you know, I know they pull them down a lot and they're yelling when they pull them down because you know, the players have to hear what they're yelling at them about and blah, blah, blah. But you know, it doesn't hurt to have them. Doesn't hurt. It's stupid, people. It is literally voodoo anti-science. Stop doing it. Did you notice the plexiglass between the announcers in the booth that was a good, I don't know, 100 feet away from the court? Stop doing it. It's voodoo bullshit. What do you care? I mean, it probably had the plexiglass. I mean, maybe it helped. It doesn't do anything. We got to stop doing shit that is akin to telling people to wear an orange hat. I saw somebody replaced wear a mask with wear an orange hat. Orange hats save lives was the name of the Twitter handle. And they would just parrot the things said about masks, but with orange hats. My orange hat protects you. Your orange hat protects me. And on and on. And I was just, I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, same fucking thing. 
Anyhow, I digress. Why do the annou- why do the sideline announcers either have to wear masks or choose to? They're not close to anybody. They're not even allowed to get they're not even allowed to get close to the players. Don't the the sideline announcers, the Jamie Erdahls, as well as the uh, Dana Jacobsons, don't they get tested as part of this controlled? Okay, I'm too deep in the weeds on this, but whatever. Put Sister Jean on probation because I'm telling you. It's the, you, know, you know what it is, the connection with the big fella, all right? I mean, c- come on. Uh, th- th- this should not be allowed. How soon before another school that perhaps a perhaps has a religious background comes up with their own mascot that can have a direct line to the big fella and go, you know what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, God, it'd be really nice if we could shoot better than 40% from three tonight. I'm just saying. I mean, if you can work that in. Of course, Porter Moser, their head coach, He's been there for almost 10 years. He His overall record is not great because it took a while for him to get the program turned around. Uh, he's 180 and 140, this, so that's a 563 winning percentage. Still pretty damn good for a program that had been in the absolute shitter when he arrived. And in that span, it's included a NIT bid in 2019, a CBI victory in 2015, and that little thing two years ago called the Final Four Appearance. And I'm thinking that maybe they might be back there again. But it's awfully fishy with Sister Jean at this point. And you know what? The first time around, I had Sister Jean fatigue. And I was like, enough of this. I think this time around, because this is the second go-around, the media fawning and the insanity over Sister Jean at the Sweet 16 is going to be significantly less. At least I hope it is. So I'll probably tolerate it better. I've never... Had it in for her personally. I just hated the way the media overplayed it. But good for her, good for the team. And this time, sister, if your team ends up losing again, don't bow out before the final horn. Stick it out to the very end and get rid of the fucking mask, okay? You're 101, you're goddamn bulletproof, excuse my language, and you've been vaccinated. So take the mask off, enjoy the game, enjoy life. You're 101, you deserve it. Wisconsin drubbed North Carolina. Oh, by the way, Porter Moser is going to be fought over between Marquette and Indiana. And that sound you hear, beep, 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 beep. That's the Brinks truck coming for Porter Moser. There it is. Right over here. That's my driveway. That's right. I want all Z millions. Wisconsin. Good and bad. They drubbed North Carolina on Friday. They hung the first L on old Roy Williams in the first round of the tournament in his illustrious career. 29 and 1 now for Roy, who probably should think about maybe getting a succession plan in place because the talent that North Carolina has is what he has done with it. The, The meal that he has made is complete shit. And don't tell me, well, they're freshmen and young players and, you know, sophomores. So they've, they, they got hurt the most by the pandemic and not working together. You know what? It's just basketball. Figure it out. Okay. Not to take anything away from Wisconsin. Wisconsin Friday played nearly the perfect game and Brad Davison went off. That drew them Baylor in the second round. And well, you saw what happened. Baylor's triple headed monster at guard is something to behold. It's the reason why what everyone's been writing about and talking about who's been watching Baylor all year long, I haven't, have been raving about. And then this kid, Meyer, goes off from three as a bonus guy deep on the bench, and 
that that team that is a that's the reason everyone's salivating over a Baylor Gonzaga showdown, which was going to happen in December but got called off by COVID. So they called Davion Mitchell off night because he's so good defensively that anyone he guards will have an off night. Now I don't know if he was guarding Davison for much of the game or some of the game, but uh, Davison went three for 11 overall, two for six from three. And I think one of the threes was late when it really didn't quite matter. Trice was two for eight. Still, Wisconsin shot 45%. They out-rebounded Baylor, and they were 18 down, threatening to just cut Baylor loose and let them float away, but they rallied twice to cut it to seven. But it was the 13 turnovers that did them in. I mean, a team that averages, what, two, three, four four turnovers a game? To allow to commit 13 of them, I mean, that's totally out of character. That's the game right there. But it's the game because that's what Baylor does to people, and that's what they did. So now here's the thing for Wisconsin. Trice, Ford, Davison, Reavers, Potter, all seniors. The NCAA has said they will allow all NCAA basketball players an extra year due to the pandemic, no matter how much they played. So in theory, all of them could come back next year. And I don't know why they wouldn't want to if it works out for their personal ambitions. I don't know if there's an NBA player in the group, maybe Trice, I don't know, some European players in there. We'll talk about it on Monday morning on 97.3 The Game and going forward. Butchie, I'm sure, will have an inside tack on that. So... There's the deal there. I thought it was a good run by Wisconsin. The loss was a credible loss uh, in which, you know, they hung with Baylor, which is one of the two best teams in the tournament, and they didn't quit. They got hounded like crazy. Uh, Baylor threw a lot of sick alley-oops, and that's what they do. I don't think you can really feel bad about that. Okay, time for the my bookie gut hunch, gut punch of the day. Going to throw in a gut hunch of a wager. Nothing scientific. No reams of data behind this. But a gut hunch, something to make things a little bit more fun. couple bucks here. You can bet as little as five bucks on a game at mybookie.ag. Sign up for an account today because they've been around. You see, these other Johnny-come-latelys that are advertising like crazy, guess what? They got a lot of restrictions, and they're new. MyBookie takes care of their existing players. You've been with them, with me, for some time now. And they've got a crypto rewards program too, which rewards and incentivizes use of crypto when it comes to gambling. So my gut hunch, gut punch of the day, which went three and one last week in the four official bets, three and one. I lost on Friday. The Wichita State bet for my boy Josh didn't come home. They were plus a point and a half against Drake. Actually, wait a minute. They didn't cover that. They lost, I think, by more than one. Uh, But anyway... Three and one last week, not too bad. I am going with Oral Roberts plus the eight and a half against Florida. I'm going to take 20 bucks on the spread. I'll take an extra 10 money line at plus 335 to get greedy because I'm feeling it with Oral Roberts. And I will only count the spread bet on my record here on the official gut hunch, gut punch of the day. Open your account at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo for bonuses on sign up and let them know that you heard it right here. Yeah. (laughs) Andy? (laughs) Solly? Now! 
I didn't know this was the song, Solly, for the Sports Reporters Open. Ballroom that it was Blitz. Ballroom Blitz by, I forget who does this. 70, early 70s. Well, I, I edited out the mix, so it was Steve you, and Andy. You took it out? Yeah, because it was because it was three names: Steve, Andy, and, and Nick. Or How Nick? did you do it without hitching the music that's underneath it? Ah, you, you, ah. you, you cut and paste. <laughs> cut and paste. Yeah. So that was all you. Yeah. I thought it was some production guy that had pulled a soundbite from somewhere else that said, "Are you ready, Steve? No, Are you ready, Andy?" And then threw song. it on top of Ballroom Blitz. It's... Well, there you go. Now we know the story. It is great to be here on a Sunday morning in the sister city of Pinneberg, Germany, Rockville, Maryland, sometimes known, Andy, as North Bethesda when you're trying to sell your home, right? Yes, and uh, Gaithersburg is sometimes known as North Potomac. Gaithersburg! Well, your border is right there. Randolph cuts off North Bethesda from Rockville. Whatever. That's it's what... Rockville. Is, <laughs> is North Bethesda a thing, or is it just a fabricated notion. I haven't seen anybody selling a house in North Bethesda. I've seen businesses like... But does it exist? Is there an actual post office address? They used to say White Flint was North Bethesda because I don't <laughs> think women felt in a hoity-toity mall like that they should be in Rockville. <laughs> well, you can put it on your mail just like, I mean, I live in Wheaton, but it's also Silver Spring. So they're both... The cities I live in. Okay. Kind of so it's either one is is acceptable, I think. All right. We got a lot to talk about. First of all, tournament is going on. Uh, the the Sunday games uh, are not going to make today's podcast. The winners I, are the, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Texas. <laughs> but we got, a lot, we got the first two round actions to talk about. Of course, the first game has now been folded up due to COVID. And I guess we should start there. Do you think they'll have the balls, Andy, to fold up a Elite Eight regional final due to COVID? Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. Now, they said that you only need five healthy players to play the game. Right. And then they said... Two guys were positive. They said, boo, scared. Yeah. And then they shut it all down. So I don't understand how that worked. And then they were actually... Andy Katz asked about this on Turner or CBS, whatever network it was on. And they said, oh, it was multiple tests and we can't reveal that. And, uh, right. you know, so I don't know how that worked. Seems to me they could come up with five healthy players. I know. It was like in baseball. Remember when they started baseball up in the summer and they said, well, we've got these things. You could do this, do that. And then as soon as there was any positive tests, they shut everything down. Yes. But then the Marlins came back yeah. and they had like guys from the Broadway show league and <laughs> who, who started playing for them. And they came in. They were they, winning. And they beat, they beat the Nats like three. <laughs> Yeah, like three out of four, you know? <laughs> the great-grandson of Mordecai Three-Finger Brown <laughs> yeah. was playing. So, I don't know. Well, are yeah. there actual rules, or are they like, well, we'll see if you can field a team if you have five people? Because were there eight people who were positive or more out of – or ten people? Like, what, 15 players. What they said was it was a Marion County health official. That was concerned because of the multiple positives. And he, he went to Oregon, too, which I <laughs> couldn't believe. <laughs> Shocking. Weirdest thing ever, but sure, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing about health officials. They're always concerned. That's their job that to be concerned, job. right? If you're a health official whose stance is, ah, it'll be fine. 
you're probably not a health official. <laughs> right? A health right. official would say, uh, shut down all businesses and homes and lock people down for six months. That's what the health official, then the, then the politician will say, what are you, crazy? Right. We, got a, we got businesses to keep in business. And that's five healthy players in Texas, not Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, come on now. So we'll see what happens from here. It does sort of cast a little bit of an uneasy pall over things. First and foremost, your Terps last night kicked ass. And I just want to know, were you surprised by this at all? Yes, uh, because I, I, didn't, I didn't think that they would beat Connecticut. They okay. had a really good player. And, you know, I think it was one of those things. That, Book like, Knight, was that their best player? Uh, yeah, Book Knight. Book Knight. And, and, Not uh, Book Knight, but Book Knight. Book Knight. Also, uh, you know, Georgetown had made this incredible run, and I think that was their their championship was winning the Big East. They were out of gas. I kind of felt Maryland was the same way. They made this late-season push, yeah. but they may not be done now. So look at this grid here of the expert picks, 7 versus 10. This was not a 2 versus 15. Right. The only person that picked Maryland was Billis. Billis. Of all of the experts. Mr. Duke, huh? Seth Davis, Jerry Palm, Dan Katz, Dan Walken, all these, Pat Forty. Mm-hmm. What, where'd you get this graphic? This is funny. This is good. This is like a Floyd Mayweather bet ticket, though. There's got to be a list of these who pick Maryland, too, aren't there? No. This happens a lot, Solly, really? where the, the – how about when people screenshot the Monday Night Football crew – when they pick right. the helmets, mm-hmm. yeah. and they'll go seven across, and it's all seven oh, on they one don't team. Pick by spreads either. No, <laughs> well, it's like Sonny and George. You no, still pick the spreads, <laughs> right? But but this I think points to the uselessness of so-called experts. Right. Yeah. No. And I think that there's also this like tidal wave where they all look at each other and go, oh, '40s picking UConn." <laughs> <Better go. laughs> right. And but Billis, Billis who actually watches this stuff and understands it, Billis should win pools all the time. Yeah, but he doesn't. And right. These uh, things are random. Yeah, they they are they are random. Oh, come on. I, Abilene Christian. Is there anybody that looked at this and said, Yeah, I think <laughs> Abilene Christian can beat Texas? Half these games over the last two days were close at times, even the ones that weren't upsets. Yeah. So who the hell knows? Well, every bracket is now busted, according right. to the online stuff where like twenty million plus brackets submitted for the so called perfect bracket. None of them survived. All but 11 were gone the first day, right? Even because uh, there were a conglomerate of yeah, upsets. Yeah, and by yeah. the second day, no one had a chance. Two, two 14 threes, right? And one two right. fifteen, one 15 two? Yeah. Right. Something like that. Yeah. It, it just, you know, and they give out these, they say, oh, a million dollars if you pick the perfect yeah. bracket. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. You can say a trillion dollars. <laughs> All of Warren Buffett's money, all yeah. of Bill Gates's yeah. money, everybody's money because you can't this. do it. Watch right. this. And I actually have this money to put up, so yeah. I'm going to put it up there, and, and I feel pretty safe that nobody's going to claim you it. Would, you would have an easier time of throwing a quarter onto the moon <laughs> yeah. than you would of picking the perfect bracket. You know, it might get up there. It might catch a <laughs> Did it make it? No, it didn't make it. Keep throwing. Oh, my arm is tired. I can't might, do this. might land on Elon Musk. So the I thought the funniest story of the week was the weight room kerfuffle oh that erupted early on this week. And here was Sedona Price, Sedona Prince, excuse me, uh, talking about the lack of proper weights for the women in San Antonio. Here we go. It was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Yeah. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all this extra space. If you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. Okay. Let's... She's an Oregon player, by the way. Yes. All right. Let's start with that. First of all, I, I'm not upset about it. I, I agree it's wrong and it was stupid, 
But I'm not fucking part of the problem, Solly. I didn't I set know. up the weights you, in San Antonio. You're not part of the solution, I'm, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not part of that either. Well, first I can't all, do anything about it. I wasn't responsible for it. So, whoa, back off. Not to be sexist or anything. I didn't know even men lift weights that week. I mean, are you, are you pumping iron the day before a game? That's a good question. And it I don't like a, know a lot of space to to play too. It wasn't like a it yeah. wasn't like one, my den at home, which is eleven by eight. Yeah, know? here she is. The show y'all. So for the NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women. This is our weight room. <laughs> Let me show y'all the men's weight room. By the way, that's a little funny. I mean, <laughs> one tree of dumbbells, ten pound weights, and mats, and yoga and mats, yoga mats oh. that were sanitized. Yeah, they that, weren't like, pink, at least. You know, d- don't you think, Andy? Somebody <laughs> should have said, "Um, what's going on here? Oh, that's the weight room for the ladies." And don't you think someone should have said, "Um." This is going to be a problem. <laughs> this, this is exactly my point. There's a woman by the name of Lynn Holzman, H-O-L-Z-M-A-N. There's no T in there, so I'm not sure. Doctor Andrew ours. Holzman? No, yeah. She, she, uh, she, I, don't I, I, I doctor to the stars. <laughs> not, I don't know if she's one of ours. It's a Holzman, not a Holtzman. But okay. anyway, she says that she's the head of the NCAA Women's Basketball Committee, and she went on this long thing about how you know how it's unfair. You should be fired. Like, yes. You, you, you should yes. lose your job. You should have looked at this and said, wait a minute. All we have is a stack of yoga mats and a little tree of weights. I'm going to call Jim's right. R Us, and we're going to rent equipment because we have all this space. Don't don't, don't, right. don't shake your finger at the men's committee and say, oh, this is unfair. Institutional sexism. It's your job. Bitch, you were the Get one that should have got more weights in there. Yeah. Wait, can I say that? Sorry. I'm sorry to call you a bitch, but yeah. this is what bureaucrats do. Yeah. Bureaucrats always shift the blame right. to somebody else. You had the resources. You had the planning ability to give more That's than that. That's what they teach you when you're your first day in office. Yeah. All right. Don't, don't <laughs> say. Not me. Job. Yeah. Right. Don't say, oh, this is a shame. No, it's a shame because you didn't do your job. Oh, my God. All right. So they hustled up and they got proper yeah. equipment in there. And here was Sedona Prince a day later. Guess what, guys? We got a weight room. Yeah. We got a ton more dumbbells. Look at that. Look at all these racks. For squats and whatever you want to do. We got a bunch of bands. Look at this guy. And we got some equipment. Ayo, thank you NCAA for listening to us. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for real. Yay, guys. Yay. Okay. So are they all in Indianapolis too? No, Both? San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. So what's the net net of this? They're, 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 the people that want to use it as a wedge issue are going to just hammer it about the uh, – in. What's the word? The uh, inequities. Yeah. But the reality is, as we all know, the men's game is more popular, makes more money, and attracts more fans than the women. Right. But it doesn't excuse this woman, Lynn Holzman. I agree. From, from, because, <laughs> because how much money was it to get these extra weights in there? A couple thousand dollars to rent them for the week? Come on. That's a that's a fair point. I, I'd like to see the other weight rooms of other tournament facilities over the last 50 years. Well, that's that, I mean, Maybe di- they've never been that no, way. No, no, it's different because they use colleges to work out and they have their facilities. This is different this year because they're all right. I guess in so. their bubble right. situations. All right, let's talk LeBron James mm-hmm. and this ankle injury. Looks like it's pretty serious. He's out indefinitely. <laughs> got rolled up on. Sally is just like, yeah, finally. He has been indestructible he for has. the most part in his career. This is like the first big wreck he's had. 
Right. You know, what, what they need to do with Anthony Davis out is they just need to sit tight until the playoffs and make sure sit they're fully, tight. Yeah, yeah, fully like, healthy. They could be an eight seed it's by the time it's all season. said and done. Yeah, Who cares? Good. Let them be an eight seed. They'll still win it. They got okay. the two best players. And make the trade that they were going to make at the deadline to get their third player. And Who's that? The Blakers. What 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 trade are you talking about? They're talking. They're still talking about making deals. I don't know who they're oh. going to get. I was going to say, do you have somebody they can get? Well, they'll get who can you get that's any good? No, no, Harden's in Brooklyn, right. so but that's the way it works in the NBA. Oh right, you decide which player you want okay. on your team. How does Paul George wind up with the Clippers? You're right. They'll probably get Giannis off the Bucks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> LeBron said, "No, I'm going to need Giannis because you know Anthony Davis is," and they'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I it's gotten me to think about. About the post LeBron NBA. I think the NBA is going to be post LeBron. I'm not saying the league's going to fold up. They they find new stars, but you know this is going to be a huge void. He's been the league for the right. longest of times. Well, who's the best young star? Davis. I mean, certainly it's not going to be Luka Doncic's league. It, could be. Uh, it won't be Steph Curry's league. You think it could be Luka's league? If they a get a white it. European. Well, I mean, if he's <laughs> that, if he's that good, you know. Okay, I don't They'll know. They'll survive. It won't be. It won't yeah. sell jerseys of 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 the new star uh, as much in China, right. but they'll be fine. They, yeah. with their crazy eight billion dollar TV deal. For right. I think the league stinks during the regular season. Anyway, <laughs> I, I never watch it. I haven't watched an NBA regular season games since yeah. Zabe was hoops the mascot. What do you mean stinks? <laughs> stinks. It's it's not. If you watch the NCAA tournament, this is why this is the perfect event because it's one and done, and everything's on the line. The NBA, it's night after night. Look what happened with. Utah. Utah comes in to play the Wizards this past week. Utah's the best team in the league. And they come in, and Washington's lost five in a row. They're they absolutely to the putrid Wizards. the night mm-hmm. before against Sacramento. And they're down 31-20 after the first quarter, and they lose the game. It's it's Sounds like you watched the game. I watched enough oh. of it. And, <laughs> so for a guy who thinks the regular season stinks, you sure watch a lot of I it, Andy. I'll watch, but I don't like it. Yeah. Actually, if you like basketball, on the radio, I actually know how okay. to know a few things. Okay. I, you know what? If you like basketball, you can watch the regular season in the NBA. You know that it doesn't mean right. almost anything, but it's still basketball. It's right. high-level basketball. That's why I watch the, NBA, the NFL in the regular season. Every game means something. Right. That is that's, that's very that's, important. That's being watered down, though. It's 17 now. They're going to 18. Right. Before you know it, it's going to be 20. March is here, and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 
You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. All right, let's get to the big show, and that is uh, good old Deshaun Watson. Uh, 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 <laughs> apparently now, now one, apparently not two, now one, 12, not two. 12, twelve could be twenty-two. <laughs> really? I'd yes. Oh. So it looks like this is the picture that's emerging. Man. He got a lot of these masseuses off of Instagram, mm. and so it sounds like these are quasi hookup dates that are under the guise of a massage. Because if you're Deshaun Watson worth $126 million, whatever his contract is, you're the quarterback of an NFL team, don't you think you should have one, two, three, maybe at most, masseurs that handle you, that are team-related, that are professional, that have a website, that have a certification, that aren't fucking Instagram hookups? Like, for example, Instagram model vouches for Deshaun Watson. She's a model at Lovely La La who calls herself a West Coast professional nightlife enthusiast. <laughs> Do you think that's the best endorsement, per se, for Deshaun Watson it's, at this point? It's all he's got right now. Was, no. uh, was he actually listening when Herman Edwards does his one speech <laughs> at the rookie symposium? No. One wife, one car, <laughs> one house. <laughs> one, I think he might say one masseuse, yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think the NFL is going to do now? Because this is a lot of smoke. Now, there may not be any actual criminality here. They may not even win any civil suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait and see if there's criminal charges filed. There haven't been any yet. But it looks really... Really bad. Strength in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Strength in numbers. What are the odds? Twenty-two women are all making this up just to try to win, you know get some cash. Uh, there's there's something that happened with somebody. But but again, well, it's the getting the, getting the ball rolling kind of thing. You're like, all right, I wasn't going to be the first one to say it, but now I'm getting on that civil suit gravy train. Cause, right. Because yeah. why not? Because he's really rich, and it wasn't Bob Watson who did this to you. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> Deshaun Watson? Yeah. And you got Rusty Harden, who's that's you right, know. your old buddy. I know, my old buddy. I met Rusty Harden at a restaurant when Scott and I were down there for the Super Bowl one year in Houston. He sat down. He yucked it up with us. He is the big tit lawyer in Houston. But this guy, Busby, on the other side representing the women is like, number two right. in and, Houston. And Harden, this is going to be Godzilla versus Mothra, apparently. <laughs> and Harden was Adrian Peterson's attorney, and Peterson got popped for almost a full season. Right. So, right. so how can Deshaun Watson not get hit with something? Uh, He's got to. Again, you got oh, to see boy. what happens if there are criminal charges. Criminal charges change the whole ballgame. But if you're Houston, but the time to sell oh, it's too was, late now. was weeks <laughs> oh, ago. Shit, I know. Can you believe it? It you're used like... to be North Bethesda. Now it's Rockville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. oh, shit. They, they, that's why they got uh, they got Tyrod Taylor. They just traded for Ryan Finley, the Bengals' backup guy. Yeah. They're like, we need t- two quarterbacks now. All right. Uh, we don't get political on the show, but any good meme has got to be talked about. Oh, the stairs? The Biden yes. memes from the stairs on Air Force One. I'm sorry, Andy. I know this is your boy. They're pretty fucking funny. You got to admit <laughs> it, right? 
They, they got somebody memed him in a in one of those uh, elevator, sta- elevator, elevator chairs, lift, lift chairs. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Did you see the golf ball to the back one? Uh yes, that would with Trump hitting yeah. golf balls. <laughs> some of us, some of us remember Chevy Chase doing Gerald Ford, who was an yeah. all-American football <laughs> player. Okay, <laughs> people slip. <laughs> <laughs> Just knocking them down. God so, bless you, Internet. You're, so, you're always there. So a couple things. First of all, we do elect some old motherfuckers, whether they're Democrats or Republicans. Two oldest presidents ever, the last two. Mm-hmm. Would you guys be in favor of perhaps an age limit? Because we got a requirement on the low end. It's what? 35. 35. Yeah. How about if you did do an age limit on the upper end, what would it be? Uh, 70. Well, you wouldn't have had the last. I mean, Trump was uh, was seventy. He turned seventy when he was in office. Yeah. How about sixty-five? Well, you're precluding half the presidents have been that old. They? Fuck them. Get younger guys, Solly. <laughs> How about you can't win office for your first term if you're over sixty-five? I don't know. No, too arbitrary. A, a lot of guys have been over. Reagan was older, and he was a you know a lot of people would say he was I, a great. president. I understand we've had a good presidents over Biden a certain Trump. age, and we'll get assholes who are younger who are also yeah. shitty presidents. But at least they're not going to be falling all over themselves on the steps of Air Force One. That's well, number one. Number yeah. two, where did the Gerald Ford falling thing came? Because he had trouble too back in the day on, on Air Force One. Was it one fall or multiple he, stumbles? He had some. He had some stumbles, and again, we didn't have Twitter and we didn't have Instagram and see these things over and over. But he had a bad knee. He was an All American yeah. football player. That see, that's the thing. So Chevy Chase on SNL portrayed Ford as a bumbling right. Oh, you know, he, he unathletic guy, and yet he was one of the most athletic presidents right. we've ever had. And they, in those days, they didn't even make him up to look like Ford. He was just Chevy Chase, and he was Gerald right. Ford, and like he would be putting the Christmas tree ornament on top of the tree and fall off the ladder, you know. And that was like the shtick; he'd just fall. And yeah, he had, and he also had some bad golf shots that hit somebody. Yeah, he. That's had. right. Yeah, Ford was also like a menace at the uh, <laughs> celebrity tournament in Palm Springs, right. where he'd hit a lot of guys. Had but a good any shot, judge, let's uh, <laughs> throw that ball on the green there for you. <laughs> uh, Gerald Ford in '75. Here's the picture we're looking at. It uh, slips on it, slips and falls on his hands in 1975, June 1st. Oh, my birthday! There you go. In Salzburg, your, your seventh birthday, Austria. Why do we make our presidents? climb up a long <laughs> and so- slippery carpeted set of stairs is it all pomp and circumstance photo ops so you can get up there and <laughs> the <laughs> throw v. deuces well, peace cr- sign yeah. well you're, you're not going to have them go through the terminal so you you have them get off the private plane onto a waiting car how else do you get off the plane? much like Deshaun how- watson i would be carried everywhere if i was the president <laughs> you secret service guy bill you carry me everywhere right. i'd jump on the back of a guy <laughs> carry me up the stairs mm-hmm. well couldn't they make a presidential elevator of some sort or a forklift well they want to don't want to do an a escalator beer, feeble and old like, like i guess so are. right let's see how i walk at 78 <laughs> yeah. i mean generally I, I speaking I stairs. generally speaking uh, Biden is lean and pretty fit for his age. Oh, yeah. I won't comment on the well, mental stuff, but he's pretty lean and he fit. Got, he got the plugs. He got the teeth. You know, <laughs> you got to look the, the part. It's right. true. He's he's in way better like metabolic health than Trump. Trump was a disaster metabolic. Not according health-wise. to his doctor well, who died. <laughs> His doctor died. Oh yeah, the guy oh, said he was that. in perfect health. <laughs> perfect health. Died at like seventy. That was that was quite a stretch right there. Yeah. Okay, uh, did you see where apparently Kanye West is worth six billion 
dollars. And really? was broke like five years ago. Did you see what, that? Was like negative fifty million. Yeah. They said uh, a number of years ago. He did it apparently because he left Nike, who didn't want to sign him to a new shoe deal, and went to Adidas, who gave him more royalties. They gave him 15% royalties, not five, for Nike. And then he came up with this shoe line, Yeezys. Do you know anything about Yeezys? Have you seen them? Yes. They look ridiculous. They do look ridiculous. <laughs> and have you seen how much they cost? Uh, no. I what? can't believe shoes. Do you are have still any idea how I, much I, Yeezys I, cost? I, I would say in the thousands, right? Okay. For a shoe? A thousand dollars? Well, I mean, Levar Ball was selling his for four hundred. Big baller brand, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jordan's still a thing. Do people no. still sell Jordan? Oh, it's only in the two two hundred. Oh, not bad. I'll get a four hundred. <laughs> okay, mm. but still two eighty two, five forty nine, four oh five. Um, for a shoe? It, yes, yes. Saucony's forty nine ninety nine. They're perfect. <laughs> so it brings me. It brings me to this question: What is the most you feel comfortable paying for the following things. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Shoes. We'll start with that. Dress shoes? Sneakers. Sneakers. Uh, the most I would pay is $80. Sally? If they if, if these these were the best shoes I found, and I found the brand Saucony, I'm like, oh, these are comfortable, they fit great. I you know, I'll pay I'll pay a hundred bucks if they cost that much. Okay. I get sketchers. I have almost exclusively sketchers, all slip-ons because laces are for suckers, suckers. Sally. Who wants to bend over and tie them, have them get all wet with piss in the bathroom, like Polly Walnuts once said? Hey. <laughs> hey, they're fucking disgusting in the floors. They, the floor. they can put all the ice they want in those urinals. It's not making it any cleaner. Jesus, Polly, we're eating here. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I will get the uh, the Skechers. They have a deal at the, at the Skechers store 80 bucks for a pair, 79 but the second pair is half price. Nice. These uh, uh, these are 4E, by the way, 4E, New Balance. You have the wet, what, a foot? Yeah, I got wow, a big, I wide that. foot. So I'm limited in the brands that I can buy. There's okay. Only, uh, That's why I went with the Saucony's. I'm a, I'm a 13. Yeah. Nike 13's too small. Okay. Reebok 13 was always too big. And How much will you pay for right. a dress shoe? 150 Wow. I only own one pair because <laughs> okay. I, I wear them once a year at weddings or funerals. <laughs> right. I think there were 150 bucks How much? 15 w- years ago. How much would you pay for a belt? I once boasted I wouldn't pay more than 20 bucks for a belt. <laughs> Bye-bye belt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I paid over. Th- I think I paid thirty for this. I one. think this was forty because I liked it. I bought. Okay. Th- I bought three. I found a belt I liked. And I, if I buy something I like, I buy a multiple of them. I have five of these. Five pairs of sneakers. So yeah. five pairs of sneakers. They don't go bad. <laughs> They're not going to grow anymore. You got the blue shirts working. Oh, I got twenty of these. Blue got, and black. I got four of these watches. Uh, four watches. Sure. Well, me, what are those? That what is that watch? Hold that up. It's a Casio F one hundred five. And you wear it on the inside. I do. Spider Man style. I don't wear a watch. What's anymore. up with that? I don't know. I've just always worn it that way. Interesting. Because you go like that. You're like, I don't want anyone seeing my time. That's right. This is my time. I want it close to the vest. You must have the Apple Watch, of course. I do. (laughs) You haven't taken it back yet? Uh, Funny you should ask, Andy. Several times. (laughs) I did return it (laughs) three times. (laughs) Only three? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I sold one of the versions. I kept saying to myself, this is ridiculous. I have to charge it up. It requires software updates. But it's so fucking useful. For certain things, you know what I learned about this. It's week? still useful. I can't go to a dumb watch anymore because I want little timers. I want little notifications about this. I want. You know you what know. has that also? Your phone, which is in your pocket. It does the same thing. But this is on my wrist. Oh, Sally. so much! I have to go <laughs> this like is this. On my wrist, right here. You know, I, I learned about this week. Uh, I did. I did more watch talk on my podcast this week than I ever imagined. Automatic watches that self wind. 
that you oh, never yes. have to wind. Yeah. But they only last like four or five days. So if you if you're like like you gotta the wear last, them. yeah like yeah. the last year where some people didn't drive for weeks, I don't wear my watch if I don't if I don't leave the house. This thing could go bad. I'm, I was shocked it only lasted that that little the bit. Battery's of time. five bucks. Get a new battery. I know, but this no, battery. No, no. No, no, the automatic watch has no battery. It's I understand, self-winding, but it's a pain in the tuchus if you're not going to use it. Right. Yeah, That's well, what you got to use. use it or lose it. That's how it works. By the way, good time to remind people, the Steve Solomon Podcast, available on Patreon, supported every day, Fresh Solly. Uh, become one of Solly Nation. Andy can be heard on AM 630, the sports capital here in D.C. Mm-hmm. What time to what time again? I am on from 10 to 11 every day and sometimes 10 to 12, depending on what Tony does, okay. what his work schedule is. Yeah. All right. Very good. Fantastic. Okay. Um, uh, how about car? What's the most you would feel comfortable spending on a car? Huh. Not what have you, but projecting into the future. Well, now you're getting into something that's, you know, could cost me uh, most of my money if I spend. Yeah. I can't. I can't afford an eighty thousand dollar car. That's fine. I wouldn't be. I don't have eighty thousand dollars. That's fine. I'm just saying. Wh- what's your comfort point? Everybody has it. Like for me, I think it's sixty five. What did this thing cost? This thing. <laughs> well, this. Okay, so this van two is two figures or three. No shit. No, it's it's two figures easily. It okay. was. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll I'll be perfectly honest. It was a forty three thousand dollar shell. New, but. Yeah, new, brand new, uh, Ram ProMaster twenty five hundred, and I think I got it for thirty eight. That's the list forty three, and then about twenty grand in the upfit. That's it. Wow, nice. I'm, I thought it would be six figures uh, total. Really? Yeah. So it projects as a six figure vehicle. Yeah. It, this forty three for this giant thing? Man, no, no, it's not forty three. It's like sixty three. Oh, still yeah. nice. Like, some yeah. sedans are that. Much. I mean, yeah, you buy a BMW, you're paying. You may pay a hundred. So my my care. my pain point is. Anywhere north of about sixty-five, like this was a little bit of a. You got you got depend on where you are in life. I know. Now you know I'm on the back nine now. So <laughs> so you you're know, on seven. I, I think you're on seventeen. Actually, I'm not on seventeen. <laughs> He's on, on nineteen. Yeah. So no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm but kidding. but my expenses are different now. You know, the I understand. Paid the kids off are off the books. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So what is your number? Uh well right now and into the future and what this is a psychological thing yes it matters at where you're at in life but at what point would you go fuck I'm not paying that for a car it's just a car I would I would pay probably five six years from now I might pay seventy five okay yeah Sally what can you envision uh I I I don't really. Yeah, I think even if I was rich, I wouldn't drive an expensive, fancy car. Yeah, that's another thing a lot of people it like. Why bother? So like, you just I've, worry I've, about it getting dinged, yeah. getting in a wreck, I paying mean, I've, insurance. I've been on driving the, a twenty thousand dollars sedan for twenty five years. You know, the same uh, yeah. four of them. I remember, I, I must used twenty five. What do you, so? I, what have you? What have you drove? I drive a Sentra. Now. Okay, and what did you drive before? I've always driven a Sentra. So okay. So just like your watches and your shirts yeah. and your shoes. I've had Sentra, 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 Sentra. Yeah. Okay. Andy, walk back your cars right now. What uh, are you driving? I'm driving a, a Hyundai right now. Okay. I have driven Hondas most, and I have another okay. Honda. My wife drives a Honda. And you had the brief Saab convertible. Yeah, I had a I had a dalliance with that. Uh, a but- dalliance. <laughs> Do you have another car? 
Yes, I actually gave your dad the Genesis, right? I did. I'm driving a dealer car oh, from our dealer in Wisconsin, the fine car? Rustero oh, Group. Got a deal. Yeah, nice. Well, he's a yeah. dealer dealer loaner for a few months. Loner. It's the Ram 1500. Oh, that's right. You I drove I did it back from uh, Wisconsin. I did. I drove and it, then back. You take it back. Come get it, buddy. It's over here in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say about the price of cars. I just used to drive a Rolls Royce, or he was driven in a Rolls Royce, and he started complaining that the oil change was 300 bucks. <laughs> yes, but you own a Rolls Royce with a driver. Well, that's true, but they shouldn't gouge you for it. Okay, well, how much? It is. How much do you feel comfortable paying for a hotel room? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, depend. Well, th- that depends on where you're going, right? I'm saying comfortable. You may have to. At what point do you go? Oh, jeez. Over two hundred seems like a gouge. That's pretty bad, Solly. I'd say that's about right. Okay. All right. How about a dinner? For just for me or for a group? For yourself. Just so... At what point... So when you and I go out, we split the check. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say 60 bucks. Okay. Sally? 40. 45. 40 I mean, starts to push the yeah, edge of it. Yeah. It's food. I, I never understood fine dining. I, I, it's, it's <laughs> it is food. a scam. It's yeah. a scam. It is no I doubt mean, a scam. You can go to, a, no offense, Applebee's or Bennigan's, and it's... It's it's ninety percent as good as anywhere else, and it's By the way, food. Have you have you seen this Salt Bay story? This this the guy who carves up the the steak with this fancy movements that he does. No, and, and he and he sprinkles the salt from above his head. Uh, yeah, this this Salt Bay yeah. meme is one of the most infamous memes yeah. of all time. Have you seen his, what he's charging at his restaurant? He has a he has a thousand dollar steak. Get out of here! Yes. Here he is right now, Sally. You've never seen yeah. this guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Where he finishes it. Man, look at that hunk of meat he's uh, chopping up right there. I hope he loses a finger. Nice. He's, uh, <laughs> he's too good. Look, look, at, look at how he handles it. He, uh, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? You cut enough meat, eventually your finger's getting in there at yeah. some point. I can't believe people still do that. Some guys tweeted out or uh, uh, sent out an Instagram of his bill. It was like six grand. I don't know how many people were <laughs> Now, here's the finish. There it is right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People just took that in with this sprinkle of the salt. $1,000 for a steak. That's insane. Wow. It's that, like uh, without it's a like, gun. <laughs> it's like the, the, the fish in uh, Simpsons, like very expensive, tiny little fish. Mm. Have you seen the story of Isaiah Wilson? Yes. Cut by the dolphins. Three days he lasted. Holy fucking shit. Three days. The Titans drafted him number one overall and traded him to Miami for just a seventh rounder. After one year, mm-hmm. that should have been the warning of eh, 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 this <laughs> fucking guy, psychopath. Crazy. Well, I mean, it's, is it that much different than Dwayne Haskins? Cut before his second year is over. Well, do- the Dolphins couldn't even have him on the team. They're like, this guy—he didn't show up to the to the physical. <laughs> he was late to the first meeting. Understand? They're like, we, but, he was dancing uh, on a, tr- a car. Yeah, they <laughs> showed him dancing on a car and vaping yeah. in South Beach, and it's like, wait a minute, isn't that the guy we just traded for? This is a case of me always saying, don't they do any due diligence on these guys? Where's the fucking scouting department they to go? They do, but they, don't, they overlook it. They go, well, yes, we can. Oh, uh, did you see how good he was? Bobby Bethard <laughs> is in the Hall of Fame. He traded up to get Ryan Leaf, okay? So even the good ones, 
overlook things that they want to overlook. Right. And that's just the way that I'm stuff sh- I'm works. sure plenty of people in that room were saying, Do we can't trade him, we can't trade for him, he's crazy. Yeah. And someone said, eh, let's give him a shot. <laughs> Happy birthday to Mike Francesa, 67 oh. years old. Here's the uh, lineage of good old Francesa, including his schoolboy basketball photo. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> he made his bones on the NCAA tournament as a researcher. Mm-hmm. And yet, Andy, where has he made some of his biggest blunders as of late? Oh, well, there's... On the NCAA tournament. There, if you look it up on YouTube, there's one from four years ago where he's talking about a potential Maryland-Florida State matchup in the second round. And the first thing he asks his producer is, how'd they do against each other this year? It was, this was the he had third year. He had forgotten that they had left conferences. But it was like three or four years right. in for Maryland in the Big Ten. And then he proceeded to do two minutes talking about the teams without mentioning mentioning a single name of a player or either coach. Right. And he says, Maryland's been good, they've been bad, they've been inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, there was just, it's it's absolute blather. And and it's just one of those things where you say to your audience, if you're honest, you say, yes, I used to be a researcher for CBS. This was pre-internet. You had to really hump it because there was limited resources available. I called coaches. I, I went through rosters and programs and all those things to get the information. I just don't study it as closely as I used to boom move on nope not francesa that's not how the big guy he took his shovel and he dug in deeper and deeper and deeper and Stephen a they would never admit they don't know anything or haven't seen something god god bless funhouse who keeps these clips this is one of my i'd never heard this one before somebody called to wish him happy birthday terry in the bronx what's up terry Happy birthday to you. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It would be an honor. Thank it would you. be an honor to sing you happy birthday. No, Thank that's you. enough. That's enough. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Well, you claim that you let callers talk about anything with you, yet you refuse to answer questions about Artie Lang's podcast and how you were caught tongue-kissing Dan Flottle's tiny hole. <laughs> See, we'll just dumb for all that. There's a guy, another guy, who's just, you know, a fool. But, again, you know, he doesn't get it on the air. That's what he doesn't realize. It gets beeped out. Because you have to have a delay for guys like that who are going to be vulgar on the air. <laughs> but it did make it on the air. It made it on the air with video. <laughs> well, his, his producer, or maybe he made video, maybe he didn't make radio. Because maybe there's no dump button on TV. Yeah. Look, he used to make $5 million a year to come on for half an hour and just sort of blather. And right. then he answered phones. That's right. it. Uh, Cardi B and WAP. Andy, does your daughter know all the lyrics to WAP? She's now going to be 33 years old this year. I'm not so sure she's, uh, <laughs> she's following not as that. innocent as you thought yeah. anymore. So, here, you know, and Cardi B said this week after the backlash to her performance at the Grammys where her and Megan Thee Stallion were pretty much scissoring each other on stage. Because, <laughs> you know, they're strippers that turned into major, they're like the top two musical acts, musical acts. They're yeah. the top two performers. And after the backlash to that, she said, don't ask me to raise your kids. That whole argument. You know, people saying, oh, you're doing all this shit that my kids are watching. Look at this video that surfaced of her playing WAP and then finding her daughter walk into the room. <laughs> Turns it off. Well, see, she's a good mom. <laughs> she's a good mom. Go. But she's a fucking hypocrite, though. Well, That's the thing. Of course. Right? Who isn't who's made $50 million? They're all hypocrites. Mm. Right all right. Let's end on a palate cleanser. I always like looking for stories that'll make Sally just delight with schadenfreude. This is a good one here. The how it started, how it's going meme is oh, one of I my love favorites. Those. those are fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, here is a woman 
who appeared on the cover of Bloomberg Business with a big headline saying, freeze your eggs, free your career. She said, basically, you should freeze your eggs young in your business career so you can get after it and climb the corporate ladder. And then when you're ready to have kids, you unfreeze the eggs and you're good to go. Well, did an update on her. Cruel twist of fate for a single woman who froze her eggs in her 30s to free her career. Look at the details of what actually happened there. Can you read that? No. I can't really read it. Two eggs failed to survive the thawing process. First of all, she didn't even meet a husband. She's now getting a sperm donor to then fertilize her unfrozen eggs. Because even after all these years, she couldn't find a suitable man. Two eggs didn't survive. Uh, five appeared to be abnormal, had to be thrown out. And, like, the the last one that was planted in her uterus didn't take. Yeah. Well, that's bom, too bad. Bom, bom. That's too bad. Also, you know, she may, well, at this point in her life, she may not ha- want to have a husband. Maybe she just wants to raise a child and or children. She and, can always adopt, right? Yeah. And, she's, and she made enough money, she can hire a nanny, and she can, can continue her career. You could, Sally, I thought you'd laugh more at that. Well, I feel a little bad. <laughs> well, there's some humanity, huh? You know, it's, 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 look, I didn't have kids early. Uh, we probably will never have kids now. You both are smart, had kids in your, uh, what, late 20s? Yeah. S- started at a good age. So now they're growing up. You're smart. I think starting in your early 20s is even better. Yeah, by the time you're 40, they're in college. Well, that's the thing. You get out, well, you sacrifice the early to get, you know, a little mulligan in life at 40, if you want it. Yeah, I mean, I I just... Or or find another wife, have another family, (laughs) if you're really into that family thing, right? Like Kanye might now. You just wonder, though, when you you have kids later and you're at the soccer games, people think you're the grandfather, not the father. I know. Our time has passed, I think. All right, what's the big plans for today, boys? Hoops all yeah. day. Watching basketball all day. Sally? I'll watch some. Okay. Watch, yeah. Grocery store? Is the grocery store done? No, I already got that yesterday. I did that. Yesterday. That's a Saturday morning thing. I did it. 6 a.m. Opens up. I'm there. All right. Very good. <laughs> Boys, thank you for coming out today. Appreciate it thank as always. You. Good to see you guys. And uh, good luck, Maryland, as they go to the second round. See you, boys. We will end on some feedback and inspirational story that made for a sad news item, and I have a couple of requests for you people out there. Who you calling you people? You know who I'm talking about. Okay, first of all, this is great. Emails always available and welcome at zabe at yahoo.com. This one from Mike Hollenbach. Zabe, love the pod. I listened to the power lunch at the Palm on Sunday afternoon driving for a few errands. I know it's almost a week old. It's still very fresh. I love the tournament, though, when you guys... Picked three of you guys picked Illinois, and one of you picked BYU. As I listened, Loyola's sister Jean had just knocked off Illinois. Ain't sports great. Love it. Keep up the good work, Mike. Yes, uh, and sometimes people say when they listen to podcasts that are clearly dated by several days or a week, they're still fresh in a unintentionally hilarious way with bad predictions. This one from my buddy and neighbor, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's up, neighbor? Hey, Zabe, tell 106.7 to show you and your listeners a little love and please upload your podcast of your Saturday morning show. Hope you enjoyed the beautiful day here in Loudoun County. Um, I did enjoy the day. It was Sunday was very California-esque, very Arizona-esque. Speaking of Arizona, next week I will be in Arizona visiting the family and I promise you the following. A 30-minute subscriber-only podcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and then I'll throw one free one at the end. Haha. <laughs> so I'll reverse it up on you people. 
Won't be as official, won't be as slickly produced per se. I'm not going to necessarily have guests, but it'll be 30 minutes from me every day. That much I promise while on vacation. Anyhow, we had a day that was like Arizona. I mean, cool in the morning, got up to about 65 in the uh, afternoon. It was glorious. No wind whatsoever. They only have about 227 of those days in Arizona. And then the other 120 are pretty much the surface of Mars, but whatever. That said, Mars? Don't you mean like Venus? I, I don't know. Whatever planet is hot. The sun. Who knows? So about 106.7. Look, I'm happy to be on Saturday morning. I'll take it. It's what I agreed to. It was, in my opinion, the best option of, well, some some options that were less than ideal. But I said I'd, I'd love to do Saturday mornings, make a home of it, decorate the room. And the thing that just kills me is they, they, they don't, upload the podcast. I mean, look, they, the company has other priorities. It's a new company. I'm getting to learn the ins and outs of it. I, I, I gently mention to them, could you upload the podcast to your section on, on the web? And am I going to make a big stink of it? I, probably not. Cause I want to do the show. I want people to listen. I wish you could get the podcast. I will mention it again, but yeah, it, it, it does fucking piss me off. That's the thing. This is why People tell me, Zabe, you're on the right path here with these podcasts. Radio is dying. And I'm like, yeah, but radio, there's a lot to be said for still being on radio. The problem with radio is they don't give a shit about your product nearly like you do. And so they're like, ah, yeah, that weekend show. I mean, upload it if you get a chance. There's not that attention to detail. They're worried about a million different other things. I can assure you of that. I will do my best to get those podcasts up there some way or another. Then there's this. William Howard on Twitter, or on, on email, says the following. Tucson Golf. As soon as I saw that, I go, oh boy. Ooh, here we go. Okay, I'm going to be in Arizona. This guy knows that. And uh, he's going to invite me to his swank club in Arizona, in Tucson. Only about two hours south of uh, just a nice desert drive down from Phoenix. He writes, hello, Steve. A bit of a stretch here. Well, I don't like the sound of this email already. A bit of a stretch here, but I'm curious if you know anyone that's a member at Stone Canyon Golf Club in Tucson. No, William Howard. I don't. Why do you ask? I would like to know if they would be interested in letting one of you golf nerd listeners in on a round I will be there in a week, and I must have misplaced Phil Mickelson's number. He's a member. Also, assuming I can't get to Stone Canyon, do you have any other suggestions of other courses in that area? Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, Steve, uh, I'm going to be in Tucson. Do you know anybody that's a member of this really swanky club there that I could get on? If you don't mind making a call or two. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I've got people on retainer at just about every major private club in America, and they're just dying to invite randos to come play with. What the fucking planet are you on? And then, well, if you can't pull that off, do you have any other suggestions for other courses in the area? No. What What am I? Fedora's Guide to Golf? There's something called the Golf Digest Places to Fucking Play. Go there. Google something. Google Maps it. Go to Play Golf Now or whatever. (laughs) Uh, 
Anyway, turns out old Billy Howard says, finally, how is the bloody horn shaping up? Fingers crossed we can make that trip this year. Keep up the great work on the show and the podcast. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Bill, I don't know. Well, first of all, the bloody horns is going to happen again. I have not announced the date yet, but I should probably get that on the books as soon as possible. I know what date it is, but I, I got to double check it and start promoting it. It's deep into the summer. It's at the end of July. That'll be here quick, though. That said, did you play last year? I don't remember a William Howard. But if you do play in the bloody horns, I got to tell you, buddy, you and me, we're going to have a, a real heart-to-heart when it comes to etiquette. That's all I'm saying. Also, I need somebody who knows apparel. I have in mind several items, hats and quarter zips. I would like to get produced, uh, and I will not go any further than that, but I need good apparel, top-line hats, top-line apparel. Please don't email me saying, I've got a fulfillment company or I've got an imprintables company. I can stitch it. I don't even want to do stitching anymore. It's all about the 3D rubber applique that looks cleaner than stitching. I know there's high minimum counts on a lot of these uh, molds that you have to do, but I'm fine with that. I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. I've gotten many, many stuff. I'm not looking for the $6 hat cost to me with stitching. I'm going to sell for 15 or 20 bucks. I want a $15 hat cost to me that I'm going to sell for 35. So, and I need good hats, not the stuff that is sourced anonymously from other parts of the world. I I need somebody who knows high end shit and how I can get my logos on them. Okay. No offense to those of you in the imprintables game. I know how it works. You guys get your cut. Uh, I get a pretty decent item at a certain decent price and sell it to whomever at a golf tournament or give it away uh, for a decent price. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for next level, somebody who can help me source the good shit, okay? Possibly even brand name shit for imprintables, Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, etc. Secondly, I need somebody who knows alternate rental car options. Uh, as I said, the, the rental counter in Phoenix, Arizona is a fucking disaster. Had somebody mentioned they had had waited in line forever. It might have been my parents that said this. I I can't remember. Last time we we visited there, we stood in line in our family. You know, two people working behind the desk. I'm not kidding. Like 20 people in line. It was a disaster. You have to take the shuttle all the way off site uh, to go to the rental. No. Uh, We're going to just get a ride home from my parents when I get there. And then The next day, I'm going to rent something from somebody else. Tell me if Turo, which I've heard about is sort of like the Airbnb of car rentals, is that any good? Or is it a scam? Is it dicey? Is there an alternative to Turo? Talk to me, people. Just need a little bit of help. Oh, that's rich. You just ripped the guy asking for golf, and now you're you're asking for all the... That's a good point. I'll I'll take the loss on that. Finally... Dick Hoyt has passed away. Who is Dick Hoyt? Google him. Dick Hoyt, H-O-Y-T, iconic marathoner, dead at 80 years old. Dick Hoyt, I learned about him watching an HBO Real Sports. He spent pretty much much of his adult life running marathons while pushing his son, Rick, in a wheelchair the entire 26.2 
miles. Rick Hoyt, his son, was born as a quadriplegic with cerebral palsy, unable to control his limbs or speak, and he decided that he was going to show his son determination in overcoming limitations by running marathons while pushing his son in a specially designed wheelchair. Dick Hoyt, you are you were an amazing person. Please read up about him. Look for the Real Sports feature on him or other features. Uh, what a life. 80 years old. Rest in peace, Dick Hoyt. And that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining me on this little podcast. If it was music to your ears, do tell a couple of people. I can't emphasize how important word of mouth is because there's so many podcasts out there. You're just not going to find the good ones by searching. You get frustrated and give up. So tell somebody. And hopefully they become addicted just like you. Also, rate and review. It does tickle the algorithmic overlords, and we appreciate that as well. Hope your back brackets aren't busted, but I know they are because there are zero perfect brackets left after just two days of the tournament. But enjoy the ride. Enjoy Monday's slate of games. I told you this new format might grow on you. It is for me. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. We gotta bring both sides together Like champagne and leather Like birds of a feather We'll fly Like rain on a sunny day Like a million dollars that you're giving away Like a stray dog on the freeway We'll fly March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.